But man, proud man, dressed in a little brief authority, most ignorant of what he's most assured, his glassy essence, like an angry ape, plays such fantastic tricks before high heaven as make the angels weep. William Shakespeare on Authority. By human standards, who's the most important person you've ever met? Maybe it came as a surprise. For me, a delightful conversation. 30 minutes into the flight, only then to learn he was my congressman. Or years before as a journalist, the half hour Jimmy Carter spent just with me and the follow-up handwritten letter as he was running for president. The brush with Richard Nixon, albeit a shake of the hand. But the most genuine, friendliest president I ever met? Ronald Reagan the real deal. Even if you disagreed with his politics, you had to like him. Plus, he had faith in Jesus. Put all the humans aside. The above all authority you and I need is Jesus Christ. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris sharing the great story that's all about Jesus. And here on this October 19th, Monday, we're starting a new series called King of Kings. I know it's a little early for Christmas, but the lyrics are so fitting. King of kings and Lord of lords, and he shall reign forever. Hallelujah. We often think of Handel's Messiah as a Christmas cantata, but really it's an experience of worship for every day of the year. And those lyrics from the famous Hallelujah Chorus are exactly what we're talking about this week. I think we've all hit a season of fatigue, not just with the pandemic, The election cycle in the U.S. has been daunting. And though it's important to vote, I think there's something even more important that we all need to do right now. We need to be praying to the King of Kings, the one who reigns forever and ever and sits on his throne today. And of course, you know I'm talking about Jesus. In a moment, we're going to look at an incredible verse in Matthew 28, where Jesus reminded his followers that all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. I invite you to stay with me and be encouraged by trusting in our always just, always gracious King of all kings. But before we get to that, let me thank everyone who's reached out to Haven today and made a gift for The Chosen Season 1, a double DVD set. I can't tell you how much it warms my heart to know that many will be watching this inspiring TV series that's all about Jesus. And even though Dallas Jenkins and his team have taken some liberty to help us better understand the context of the gospel story, I think you'll be blessed to know that they didn't twist or turn away from any of the truths we know come straight out of the Bible. In fact, Dallas shared on his YouTube channel how he and his writing team are working with pastoral oversight to make sure they don't miss anything in the season two that they're filming right now of The Chosen. Yeah, we've got our usual team together, but we added a fourth uh, member for this week, for the first couple days at least, and a very close friend of mine, Pastor Kurt. Not only is he a Bible scholar and someone who has dedicated his life to the knowledge of the scriptures, um, which is always valuable for us to have someone to bounce off of, but um, to have a pastor here has also been uh, a unique experience because we want to know 
What are some of the stories and what are some of the approaches that we can take to these stories that are going to be able to be used as tools by pastors? It's a tremendous tool that allows us to see Jesus for who he truly is because this show, while dynamic and beyond the bounds of Scripture and the exact words of Scripture, it is faithful to the Word of God and faithful to the portrayal of Christ from the Word of God. And so as someone who has dedicated myself to knowing, understanding, and teaching the Bible, it's a privilege for me to take it and to use it for my family, to use it in my neighborhood, to use it in my church. He knows the stories back and forth. He's used them in his own ministry. He's uh, he's counseled people. And he's got a, a writer's brain. He's, he's thinking about how these stories impact uh, or, you know, this catalog knowledge of how to call on a story that fits the moment. I'm just doing what I can to bring my fish and loaves to the project and to see if that can be an advancement of the greater whole. The creator of the TV show The Chosen, Dallas Jenkins, along with some of his writers as well as a pastor friend, it's good to know that they're taking God's words seriously in this series as they seek to create a TV series for all of us. We have all eight episodes of season one on a pair of DVDs for your gift to Haven today, over six hours of Bible-inspired TV viewing. And like I've said in past programs, there's some holy imagination used to help us better understand the backstories for people like Matthew, Peter, and even Mary Magdalene. But they never change what the Bible teaches regarding the great story that's all about Jesus. You and those around you will enjoy this fresh and unique way to see and love the gospel of Jesus Christ. Won't you call us after this program? And the number to call is 800-654-2836, 800-65-HAVEN. Or come to our website and watch some of the video excerpts from The Chosen that we've put up there. And then you can make your gift and ask for the DVD set. Our website is haventoday.org, haventoday.org. Now, here's Davy Flowers with Shane and Shane. In the darkness we were waiting Without hope, without light To from heaven you came running There was mercy in your eyes To fulfill the law and province To a virgin came the world From a throne of endless glory To a cradle in the dirt Thank you. 
Fitting for our topic today, this is Saving Today, and the program's called King of Kings, and that's the title of that song we just heard with Davy Flowers, with Shane and Shane. Almost anywhere you go right now, especially if you're in America, you hear about the election. I can't turn on the news. I can't look at any news website. I can't drive anywhere without seeing a sign or an ad that says pro-Trump or pro-Biden. It's election season. So maybe I shouldn't expect anything else. And in the midst of this season, I have to admit this time around, it's been that much harder not to lose my way. I've gotten caught up in the moment. And sometimes, to be honest, I've put way too much stock in the outcome of a presidential election. That's why this week we're doing a series that I need just as much as anyone who may be tuning in. King of Kings. A week to remind ourselves who is really on the throne, whose kingdom will last forever. A week to remind ourselves that King Jesus is who we'll see when our days on earth are over. It is to him that we will give our account. I've been asked by so many people, who are you voting for? Biden? Trump? Third party? Mickey Mouse even? And I've heard from so many that if I answer that first question incorrectly, then I'm directly violating my faith in the Lord Jesus. Let me put it clearly. I am planning to vote. I believe in a democratic process, but it's not my place to take a stand for or against a particular candidate or a party on this program. For me to do that would go directly against the very heart of this program that it's all about Jesus. I'm not here to tell you how or who to vote for. The Lord has placed me where he's put me to proclaim the good news of Christ and to challenge each of us to make him our highest allegiance. He is the king and the king of all kings. As Paul reminds us in Philippians 2, he has the name above every name. It's the only name we've been given by which we can be saved. That's the stand we take here at Haven today. Jesus is King. And one thing we know for certain, on November 4th, Christ will still be on his throne. He told his disciples that right after he rose from the dead, 
He said in Matthew 28, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Sometimes we rush to the end of this passage to make disciples of all nations, baptizing them, and so forth. But we need to pause here for a moment. All authority has been given to Jesus. In fact, no one has authority anywhere unless the Lord allows them to have it. Jesus is the one with all authority. No one else in heaven, no one else on earth can lay a claim on Christ to make him do their bidding. It means Jesus doesn't belong to a political party. He's over all politics, all earthly rulers, every president and prime minister. He has all authority. But how does he rule? What kind of king is our Lord Jesus Christ? Well, I want to share two thoughts about that. First, Jesus does not rule like any earthly ruler. I'm going to say it again. Jesus' authority is total, but he doesn't use his authority the way the rulers of our world do. Listen to Christ's own words found in Mark 10. Jesus called them together and said, You know that those who are regarded as rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their high officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first must be slave of all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Now the rulers of this world lord it over them, we're told. They use their power to control. That's how our world works. We see it everywhere, don't we? Leadership is all about telling people what to do. It's top-down authority. The person at the top is the most important, and what he or she says goes. This is what it means to lord authority over people. It's not difficult to see this kind of behavior all over the place, not just in politics. It happens in the church. Pastors can begin to think they're more important to the kingdom. They can begin to sense that they have more authority than they do, and they begin to lord it over others. Jesus' words ring so clearly, don't they? Not so with you. Not so in his kingdom. He doesn't wield his authority like that with us, does he? He's gentle and kind. He steps under and lifts us up. He doesn't lord his authority over us. The greatest in Christ's kingdom is a servant, because Christ is the ultimate servant. He didn't come to be served. He came to serve. But more than that, he came to give his own life. He is the king of kings, yes, but he's also the servant of servants, the suffering servant, as Isaiah tells us. If you want to be a great leader, Jesus said, it's not by taking authority and making demands. It's by taking the opportunity to love your neighbor, to serve those around you. Jesus does not rule like this world rules. He laid down his life. And that brings me to a second thought about the kind of king that Jesus is. Jesus is a king who speaks with authority. It's something we usually forget when we're reading the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 5 through 7. Right as Jesus finishes speaking to the crowd, Matthew tells us everyone was astonished, shocked, and in awe. And why was that? Not because Jesus performed some miracle but because there's one little phrase he never said. Jesus never said, thus saith the Lord. 
like the prophets did in the Old Testament. Instead, Jesus repeatedly said, But I say unto you. And the crowd was amazed because Jesus spoke as one with authority. He is a servant king, but he is also a speaking king. He speaks, and the world waits. By not saying, Thus saith the Lord, Jesus was saying he's not just another prophet. He is so much more than that. And by saying, I say to you, Jesus was revealing himself as the very Lord Almighty. When Christ opens his mouth, it's God himself speaking. And this is why the crowd was astonished. Every other religious leader had to borrow authority. The Lord says this. This is the Lord's word. Christ had his own authority. It means we need to value what he says above what anyone else on this planet says. He says, don't retaliate. Don't seek your own revenge. Instead of hating our enemy, he says, love our enemies. And he can say that not just because he is the Lord, but because this is exactly what he did. We were his enemies, dead in our sin, hopelessly lost. But instead of hating us, he loved us. God so loved the world that he gave his son, Jesus. God demonstrates his love for us in that Christ died for us while we were still sinners. This is what Jesus has done for us. And he speaks with all the authority of heaven and earth when he calls us to lay our lives down too. Not to save anyone from their sin, of course not. Only Jesus is the Savior. But to pursue the good of others even if it is at our own expense. And this will radically change the way we think about leadership and authority. And it should radically change the way we treat others. We love because Christ loved first. By faith we submit to the King of Kings because he humbled himself first and laid down his life for the sake of us. From heaven you came, helpless babe. Entered our world, your glory veiled Not to be served, but to serve And give your life that we might live This is our God, the servant King us now to follow him, to bring our life as a daily offering of worship to the servant king. Daily offering
Come see his hands and his feet The scars that speak of sacrifice Hands that flung stars into space Forgive sins, but God our own. Right. But I ask you, which is easier to say? Your sins are forgiven, or rise up and walk. It's easy to say anything, no? But to show you, and so that you may know that the Son of Man has the authority on earth to forgive sins. I say to you, my son, rise. Pick up your bed and go home. A perfect song matching our theme today, The Servant King, written and performed by Graham Kendrick, And the TV excerpt was from The Chosen, where Jesus heals the paralytic man who was lowered down from the roof. He had authority to heal. Even more, he had authority to forgive people of their sins. And this is Haven Today in a program called King of Kings. And after today, I hope that you have been encouraged to trust more, to trust deeply in the King of Kings. And when you watch the new TV show called The Chosen, you'll better understand Jesus as the servant king. 
You'll see the impact he had on the people all around him. You'll hear the authority in his voice as he preaches, and you'll be moved to trust him all the more, even living in challenging days. So for your generosity, your financial support, I'd like to send you the double DVD collection of the first season of The Chosen. Eight episodes, plus a couple of bonus features, including the Shepherd short film that inspired Dallas Jenkins to create The Chosen. Just call us right now at 800 654 2836. That's 865 Haven. Or watch some of The Chosen that we put up on our website. And when you've done that, you can also make your gift there at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. I'm Charles Morris. I just want to say thank you for joining me as we start a new week together. Won't you come back again tomorrow when again together we get to share the great story that's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with God. This is David Wolin with Haven Ministries inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Discipline is always a contentious subject among parents. What's appropriate and how do you impact your child at the heart level? How do you help them see their need for a Savior? These aren't easy questions, but speaking as a parent, I know this. Depending upon God daily through prayer and time in His Word is essential. My wife and I know that the discipline of our kids is only ours for a season. Ultimately, that role in their lives belongs to God. Hear these words from Hebrews 12. They apply to you and me. Do not make light of the Lord's discipline and do not lose heart when He rebukes you because the Lord disciplines the one He loves and He chastens everyone He accepts as His Son. Get Anchor devotional delivered to your home at no cost. Visit GetAnchor.com.